commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Scottback and you're listening to Core World News, your online news service providing in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now have a new segment rundown for September 2nd, 2022. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first, this news. All right, thank you very much, Grex. Uh, welcome yeah. to another week of Core World News. Um, as Greg just mentioned, we're going to talk about uh, comics this week. We're going to talk about finally catch up on the first five episode or issues of Han Solo and Chewbacca. That's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, we got a little a little bit of news, a couple little little nuggets here. One uh, good old friend Ryan Johnson uh, had did an interview with Empire and um, mentioned he's he's still going to do those three Star Wars movies eventually. Just doesn't know yeah. when. Um, what do you no, think? Did you I, did you think this was dead? Working on these uh, this trilogy, he's uh, he's um, um, I guess had under his belt for I guess you know five years now since since I it was announced around the Last Jedi that yeah he was involved in a new trilogy, and I I think he has been you know working on this trilogy for the five years since, and uh, I I hope we get to see it. Like I am really hopeful that we see this kind of new saga born and i think he's the perfect person to do it in terms of like reintroducing us to the force in the last jedi in such a beautiful way why not start a whole new you know canvas i think he's the perfect yeah. perfect candidate to do that so i'm excited no i i feel the same i mean i you know i i think what makes me most excited is always that the word trilogy is keep being used yeah when it's not like it's not like a ryan johnson film like we're getting, we're getting our take of a tv film it might be a Kevin Feige film, right? It might be getting Rogue Squadron, which is standalone films, which are awesome. But I want an epic scale, right? And I need a trilogy for that. And to have a trilogy in the Star Wars universe that's outside of the Skywalker saga makes me very, very excited. So, yeah, I'm happy to hear it's still working on it. Yeah, me too. You know, it might be 10 years at this point, but, um, yeah, same thing. Yeah, trilogy. Wild. Um and yeah, I want to see him sort of have his own run of the things. I think it just so, goes to show that like Kathleen Kennedy really has a lot of faith in him. You know, was just yeah. she seems like nope, you're it, you're the real deal. And because no one else, I mean, I would give Taika Waititi a trilogy, you know, if you wanted yeah. one, but or Feige even, but like there you go. So pretty cool. I want to say around the time Game of Thrones ended, uh, there was I think a, a quote from from Kathy about. Um, Ryan meeting with Dan and Dave, you know, creators of, of Game of Thrones, showrunners there, uh, and having a sort of summit and talking about the new the new direction of Star Wars. So it looks like she, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, and and a lot of these like you know high level talents from around Hollywood have have come together and have thought about this new storyline and what it could be and what it could mean. And I think I think Ryan was already put in charge of, of basically writing it. I'm wondering if he's going to direct it. It could be. He could be basically he could he could be someone who just writes the films and, and other directors could come in, which could be really interesting to see as well. So I think and I think we've talked about that in the past where we're like, we'd love Ryan to basically be writer on this thing, but maybe bring others into it to direct just like George did, you know, back in the day. Yeah. I love that idea, man. I, I think that's that that's definitely the way to go. And, you know, Luke's film keeps evolving and 
um, you know, sort of not learning from their mistakes, but learning and changing and adapting and experimenting. And um, that would be, yeah, that, you know, I'd be really excited to see what uh, his second bite of the apple uh, would be like. So, uh, Rad, so that, that was one little thing we got there. Um, and the other thing, actually, Adam, if you could help us out with this, because you saw it, there's uh, the D23 2022 um, convention they have is coming up at some point, and yeah. they released a yeah, poster. Yeah, there is a poster, D23, which is kind of their the Disney Expo thing, uh, which I think some of us were surprised we got what we did at Comic-Con, because usually they save a lot of their stuff for D23. Uh, so we're kind of all expecting to get quite a bit there. Uh, it's next uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the 9th, 10th, and 11th is going to be that. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that next week on top of everything else. Uh, but no, we all, I think we all thought we'd see Thrawn at Comic-Con, but I, I'm now guessing D23. We'll see. I think yeah. image of Thrawn. I'm, I'm guessing here. Here and now, I, feel like, I think that's the yeah. big guess. Lars Mickelson as Thrawn. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. I think so. I feel like I feel like I forget about D23 every year because every time Comic-Con rolls by, I'm like, like, oh, we didn't get. All, oh, that's right. D23 is coming. Yeah. And then we also have the investor meeting coming, I think, somewhere around there as well. So we're going to get a lot of stuff. But in, a, in ahead of this, they released a D23 released a poster. Where the poster is very, you know, it's Disney, so it's actually drawn in like primary colors it's very much animated but it is it's actually something i would if i went to d23 i'd love to download i would love to buy and actually hang because there's all these little tiny hints at all of the things that they might talk about on there so there's a lot of like marvel ip and a lot of just pixar stuff and there's a little indiana jones there so by the way as a side note we're probably gonna get our first indiana jones 5 trailer which i'm very excited about uh but amid uh, you know amongst all of this uh, there's quite a bit of Star Wars stuff, which may hint at what we're going to see at D23. And some of it's kind of expected, like there's a Grogu there and the N1 Starfighter, so we'll probably get some Mandalorian Season 3. Makes sense. The Andor logo's there, of course. But a few other things that are a little more interesting. The fulcrum single symbol is is dead center, literally dead center on the poster, right above Mickey's head. It's little, but it's right there. It's the fulcrum single symbol. Wow. So... So some Ahsoka stuff there. Yeah, that's what we assume, right? We get some Ahsoka stuff. Um, the other one that's interesting is there's a training droid floating hmm. in the middle of it, kind of top right of the poster. So any could thoughts about what that, that could mean? Could that be that other, what was it called? Not scoundrels. What was it called? Stowaways or that, that like stowaway? Oh, skeleton crew. Skeleton crew. Yeah. Yeah. It could be skeleton crew, definitely, right? Like we we haven't heard a lot about that, other than I think they're are they already shooting? I think they're like really close to being in production, if not already. Um Law's already, you know, involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I guess there's also um there's also that remember the animated a droid story? Yeah. That was announced. Right. So it could be that. There's that one's the interesting one because I have no idea what that one might be. It could be the acolyte. I know production's revving up on Yeah. That. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the two that are really kind of, to me, very interesting, because of what it hints at, there's an X-Wing on there. Now, of okay. course, if you're doing a lot of symbols, it makes sense to have an X-Wing there. But everything else that's there, like there's Black Panther stuff, there's stuff that seems to be tied into things that are on the docket coming up for Disney. So does this mean we're going to get more news about Rogue Squadron? 
maybe like maybe because that's not officially canceled that's they keep saying it's happening yeah yeah they mentioned it that would be amazing i i Mm. I mean in my heart that movie's already gone and i'm never going to get it yeah um but that would be great if you know um wait leslie headland right no that's acolyte Uh, patty jenkins sorry yes yeah um when yeah if patty jenkins has like secretly been working on this thing or reworking it um right because she had a script i think that they were like that they wanted to do some more work on um yeah that would be great that would be awesome yeah great disney plus series as well i i I would love to see a sort of like fighter fighter show on on disney plus that would be fantastic well, it would also fit in with the time period. If you did it in the Mandoverse, again, as a person who will always swear by the Rogue Squadron uh, book series, uh, mainly run by Stackpole, I think it's an amazing series with Wedge at its center amongst, like, Corn Horn, all these wonderful characters that you definitely could. I mean, Corn Horn is now that. canon. And yeah, definitely that's right. I keep forgetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the uh, we're really not covering a lot of Han's years and we're going to talk about that in the comic when we when we get get to that. But uh, like I love Han Solo's sort of like New Republic days. I, I kind of love what's explored. Yeah. In, I don't know the aftermath books and wherever I whatever mean, glimpses we get. It's I would love more I, of that somewhere. I don't know. I We're going to talk about next week with the princess and the scoundrel. I've been reading a little bit slowly on that early on and. Boy, yeah. do I love the time period they're they're yeah. taking place in that book. Like it's yeah. immediately following episode six. So I'm very yeah, excited to talk about period. it. Yeah. Yeah. And we also find out what happened to Lola, which is uh that Lola, whatever what's the name of uh Princess Leia's droid in Obi Wan? Yeah, you yeah. got it, Lola. Yeah. Yeah. We we find out Lola's fate. Uh moving on. So uh the other thing, the last thing that I think is interesting as well is uh the slave one, Boba Fett's ship is on that poster. Hmm. So Book of Boba Fett season two announcement, maybe? I think wow, guaranteed. I think Book of Boba Fett two is guaranteed. I think and there's a lot more to do with that character. I think so. I, I think, lot. yeah. And and I think, you know, of okay, here's what I'm going to say. I'm trying to be political as politically thoughtful or, you know, not political, but you know what I mean, in terms of is it, as is thoughtful it also as the character say. meant to have almost the, the clone exposition, like seeing yeah cloning operation he's already had like the empire the back like yeah. when he first sees the empire and it feels yeah. like a gasp afterwards and it's weird it's weird that it's he it's him saying that and they, then and they take it into an interesting direction in his first season of his show um yeah and and that's what i'll <laughs> yeah. say is like it seems to be of all of the live action shows so far the one that had the lukewarmest reception right i don't think it's it's not it's but you know what i'm saying like it seems to be the one that everyone's kind of like okay you know what i mean so i don't think it's one of those things where i don't think it was enough and the viewership was high enough it wasn't enough for them to be like we're not going to do this but it may be one of those ones of like we're gonna another, se- another season maybe we need to like retool this a little it bit it was a like, let's figure out where we're going with, like full-on return of the jedi fan service with almost every element you've you've seen in both Return of the Jedi and any of the other saga films just packed into Boba Fett's story, which I don't know if we needed that many elements. Um, I don't you need Boba Fett on a Rancor? All at once. I mean, it's a lot. I'm not going to complain about Boba Fett on a Rancor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it would be cool. I mean, yeah. it'd be fun to have more. I, I'm more concerned, like, how they'll differentiate that show from The Mandalorian. 
Um, I hope they'll do it where this is the more, you know, episode to episode crazy shenanigans, hijinks with, um, you know, Boba Fett and his uh, Gatra, you know, doing crazy capers through the galaxy, more of like, you know, scoundrels sort of thing. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I I hope it's there. I just want more. I will like uh, of a person that did not was not super enamored with the first season. There was a lot I loved about it. And and that's what I was like, okay. Um, I'm still very excited to see a second season of that show because I'm fascinated to see where they're going with that character. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe very interested to see what they're doing. All right. We just broke down a poster. (laughs) It's been a minute since we've taken real a lot of time with the poster, but uh, it's also also on the poster is I think uh, the yellow, the Beatles yellow submarine. So I don't know what's going on with that, but could be some uh, some red herrings there. Maybe, though I knew Zemeckis was going to do a really bad Yellow Submarine movie that got canceled after Christmas Carol came out. And everyone saw the horror that was his version of a Christmas Carol. So maybe Disney got the rights back. Went, no, we're going to do something else. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, find out next <laughs> week. <Fascinating. laughs> awesome. Let's talk about the comics. Comic Crystal Comics Welcome back to another Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. This week we're covering Han Solo and Chewbacca, the first five issues uh, written by Mark Guggenheim. Uh, David Messina is the artist, Alex Sinclair, colorist, uh, VCs Joe uh, Caramanga is letter, Phil Noto, cover artist. Uh, what a spectacular comic, guys. It's the, the Crystal Run. Uh, this is Han basically meeting uh, his so-called dad. <laughs> yeah, or who we yeah. think is his dad, and obviously seeds are planted to make us think otherwise. But there's just beautiful imagery of Han, and and just thinking about his dad nonetheless. And it's just a what a gorgeous story from Guggenheim. Uh, we got a cool caper with Han, Chewie, Lando, Jabba's involved. We have a new a couple new characters. Yeah, really really cool designs. Um, I love this series. What do you, what are your guys' thoughts about this series so far? And I can't. I love the cliffhanger that we're leaving off on. I cannot I wait to, <laughs> to get to issue six because the Crystal Run has been spectacular thus far. What do, what are your guys' thoughts about this this uh, story so far? Yeah, I you know I I, I loved it. Um, I loved it, and I'm sad. Uh, the reason I'm sad is that I'm reading this. I'm like, oh, this feels like this is what solo two might've been right. Like it, right. It, solo three or four yeah, or four. Even I know it jumps ahead in time, but I'm like, it, it was so pulpy and ran. I, I mean, I read through these so quickly and I mean, that's a compliment. Like it just runs like a pulpy comic. It was really fun. Um, I will say that the internet did what the internet did when oh. Hansel's dad was introduced at yeah. issue number one. And literally, I think we talked about this, five months ago when the first comic came out and i'm like yeah. it's not his dad like let's just well, let's only just in the on most here. recent issue do we get this sort of deciding you know fate yeah. but i mean that's uh, come on it's it's, <laughs> it's anyone... it, know his name now we know who this character is it's it's mm-hmm. fun uh it was fun to have us guessing it was fun for for han as a character i really liked the, the story but, I do too. I I'm glad they did it. I think it was really yeah. good. And, and great. In your summary, you kind of mentioned it. Like it gives a way into that, into Han's background, right. To see Han thinking about his childhood more yes. was really like interesting. Cause that's part of that thing where I'm like, I mean, the, the movie opens with him just on the streets, 
as a scum rat, right? That's the like, next logical working with the white worms. His sort of yeah. his, his heartstring story is like, yeah, yeah. There's all the stuff with Kira, but like now let's go back to his childhood. What are those memories like? You know, who is this this character who's the greatest pilot of all time? What's he running from? You know, what's his past? And we get into all of that in this issue, and not only is it deep, it's pulpy, like you said. We're just we're you know we got Greedo coming in, we got uh, Black Chrysanthemum, we have. Uh, uh, at the end, we have yeah. a super cool reveal. <laughs> um, yeah, they're uh, cracking Vanctus. safes. Vanctus is what a cool character. I mm-hmm. I think Vanctus is now up there with my top five favorite kind of bounty hunter designs. Mar- he's a marshal, like yeah, they're like independent um, marshals or something, yeah. or they're sanctioned with a, with somehow. a badge yeah, the, and everything. The, <laughs> yeah, the Benny Jesuit. I mean the the Benny Lax uh, like, <laughs> entry group. Or, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, a lot of fun for me. It's like good to be we we get peak Han Solo in this in this arc. And um, it's just cool to see him and Chewie just doing their thing. I love the, you know, the dialogues, I think, pretty spot on for Han Solo. You can sort of visualize Harrison Ford getting these lines himself. You also learn a little Shri uh, Rook, Shri Wook during this arc, uh, which I appreciated. Right. Um, as we go through someone else, like a different person. And um, I was like, oh, and, and then they call back to it later. And you kind of like when you see a word, you're like, oh, I know what Chewbacca is saying, which is like they give you one word in Shrewook. But like that's enough to like really give you a lot more insight into like Chewbacca's character. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's like a thermal detonator scene and like um, you learn the word no and then you, you learn the word yes. Yeah, uh, Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I thought that that was a new thing to do with Chewbacca, which it's tough when you're following Chewbacca because it's just like a bunch of exclamation points and like action. And it's a little tougher to follow. But this like they made it. Uh, they gave you a little more insight here, which was fun. Yeah, the story also travels like when they go to get the yeah. urn on that, that planet. And then we go to like Antalon. We go to the Monto whatever it's called we go there's so many planets we go to and i just it just effortlessly skips around the galaxy and i think that's another thing to commend about the story i uh, i love i love just how this this story travels yeah no i agree and they and they also um they give you some of like i guess what i'm trying to get around is like we get his meeting with greedo right like we we get the backstory of him and greedo the first yeah interaction between han and greedo and they had to team well, up and, and i felt yeah. like they knew each other already before this like he was already like oh no he was like he knows him by reputation the reputation yeah they know each other's reputation but it's the first time they've officially seems like they officially met and worked together and i love that they already start out not liking each yeah, other greedo like punches han at one point in these issues and i was like yeah whoa like they were uh, they were a very fierce relationship it's uh yeah can i can i make a controversial statement uh han solo has a move which i think we should call the solo which is just ditching everyone <laughs> <laughs> he ditched his first gang he ditched greedo he ditched his wife like he just ditches everyone oh wow that's low man that's low <laughs> uh you're not wrong though um Pull yeah, the wheels so low. <laughs> yeah yeah we see a little crossover with um rain too Kira. Okay. yeah god yeah wow but yeah and it was uh that uh the woman that allegedly had the urn was the sorceress that works the for archivist. Archivist. yeah the archivist. Yeah. thank you yeah yeah 
And um, yeah, because we saw the other side of that scene through her POV in one of the Crimson Rain uh, issues, which uh, we read recently, which is really cool. And you just see like the back of Kira, which is kind of funny that they came like that close to seeing each other. Um, Yeah, that was uh, that was funny. Um, Nice little crossover stuff. Um, And uh, then apparently Hansolo dies, which is really going to they're going to have to retcon the heck out of the movie. Is is it Greedo who shoots him? Uh, Accidentally, it looks like, I think. Yeah, it's Greedo who who shoots Hansolo. Yeah. Yes, it is really it, preceded by, I think. So Greedo maybe? shot first and killed Han Solo. Well, there's also another clunky yeah. line where, where Han says, well, I'll definitely shoot first. Or something like that where I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah. we get it. <laughs> like, we know. Like, yeah. as a person who done the hill many times, I'm also ready to just never talk about Greedo or Han shooting first. <laughs> I don't right. care anymore. It's fine. Whatever. We know who came out of that uh, standing up. So M- moving on. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's great to together just... though. It could be a whole thing. Uh, yeah, that's, oh. oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Greg. I was, I, I mean, we obviously know Han gets out of this, but it, it might be a scam, right? Like, yeah. That makes a lot of sense actually. But, um, yeah, pretty low stuff getting scammed by a guy trying to be your dad. And he like sort of sniffs it out at the beginning and he's like, huh. But he did uh, place the tracker on tracker on him. I mean, yeah, it's just so action packed. I think we mentioned it um, before we started recording, but it's worth mentioning a second time anyways, is that like this was the fastest comic book arc I think I've ever read. It just like just blew through these five issues. They were like just so fun um, and just like a really easy read. And um, yeah. yeah, great stuff. And now uh, we know this guy. So we get as, as, uh, this imposter. Yeah. Dad is, his name's Corbus T- Tyra. Yeah. Yeah. Tira. Corbus, Corbus Tira. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'll be uh, very interested to hear how he had all that. Intel. Specific inside information. I wonder if he's like psychic or something, or if he has like, he's a species that can read minds or something. It's just very specific things he references. But I mean, I guess that's how. Connor's work, right? They figure out those those little tells and, and how to like I don't know. He's Say he knew he was felt cold or something as well. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing I want to mention is this is the the title of the series Han Solo and Chewbacca, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of Chewbacca. Yeah. So much so that one of my favorite things I love when the news in the comic is that in issue four, the first half of it is all Sherwood. It's all yeah. Chewie chasing Black Kersantan. By the way, Black Kersantan's in this. Uh, and we have no basic. We have no English in this. It's just them yelling at each other in yeah. Sherwood as they're chasing each other. And it's amazing. Like, I just love when they do that in a comic. And that's part of the reason it reads so fast. But, like, that scene, so action passing, just watching Chewie. And Chewie has quite a personality. Like, they give him personality in this in this series which i love and you know we talk about the cliffhanger with um you know han being shot shot in quotation marks we also get chewy in jail like oh yeah this, back in jail oh, yeah i wonder yeah. like i what would you think the over under is at like how many times chewbacca has been incarcerated that we've seen in media at this point i, I think i'd set it at 
five, but it might be closer to ten. Mm. I mean, it's in. Oh, I think fives. Yeah, I think fives are really good over under number because I wouldn't know where I would go with that. I think that's pretty close to what it's got to be. Right? I mean, we see it in uh, Clone Wars. He's incarcerated. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. In yep. Solo, he's incarcerated. Yeah. In Rise of Skywalker, he's incarcerated. A New Hope. Yeah. Uh, and definitely Rise of Skywalker. That's yes, five. There's your five. Do we see another uh, but one? Wait, uh, Return of the Jedi. He's incarcerated. <laughs> that's six. Oh, oh, in Empire, he's also incarcerated. They all are. Han, Han, and Chewie are are remember because she they're they're oh, like they all are they're, and yeah. she's that's seven. He's losing his mind. Yeah, um, yeah. And incarcerated, light, lightly incarcerated, but incarcerated nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, he's in binders. Yeah, not but like usually like behind bars. It's just like yeah, all the time with that guy. True. I know. Tough being a Wookiee in the galaxy, you know. Yeah. Seriously. No, the, what you're talking about out of that the beginning of uh, issue four, so good. Um, yeah, I love Santi. I think Santi is one of my favorite characters now as well. I think uh, I just more. I, I think there was a one-off actually that came out recently. Uh, Black Santa. Uh, off my right. There was, it, but it's a little cheat of a one-off. It's one of the things I get really annoyed with with comics. Uh, it's just a collection of stories from that were previously published. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It was just a volume. That yeah. Was, it was just this and um, like all their issues. I'm glad I spent $5 on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's out there in case people want that. That's uh, on the rack. If you, if you, if you don't own it and earn familiar, it's a great thing. But if you already own all those comics, yeah. <laughs> you, if you, you don't buy it again, single issues, look inside before you buy, but yeah, that's, uh, He's been featured in a, a few different series now, um, and uh, I hope we get more. I hope we get maybe his own standalone yeah. series. That'd be great. I know. I'd love know. to reread those early um, yeah. Dr. Afro comics again because they're so fun. And, I yeah, I, I just am really fond of Black Santan from those. Um, yeah. All those characters are just, like, ridiculous. Um, yeah. So, run. I yeah, think. You're looking for something to read. Uh, comics wise, check yeah. those early Dr. Appers out. I think my plan is I'm still working my way through the old EU and I have like 22 books to read, which sounds like a lot, but I go through them kind of quick. That when that's done, probably by I'd say less than a year from now, I think I might start over with the new Marvel Comic. EU comics and just kind of read through them again because reading them fun. month to month, I lose so much. And I think just sitting down and kind of just reading like, for it every night and just kind of yeah. going through them. I would love to do that again. Just I, I, especially with bounty hunters, I keep talking about that. Like I love where bounty hunters is now. And I feel like if I go back, I'll appreciate it more reading it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I reread the soul uh, Vader um, oh, so good. stretch and it's like, Oh, it's so every issue. So good. Um, yeah. They're all great. Yeah. That, that, that would be a, a fun little mission. It's always good to get yourself psyched up on a Star War and then just go in on it. But guys, Maz Kanata. Yeah, let's not forget. There's, that's the thing about this series. That's why it's. I, I, I'm just gonna stick with my my definite my, my, you know, word of pulpy because like, there's so much going on that they throw at this. And they keep forgetting. Like, oh, that's right. And I just read these a couple hours ago. But it's just so fast moving, so much fun. I'm like, oh, that's right. This person shows up. That person shows up. Yep, Maz Kanata. Let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah, I wonder if that's the, this is their first meeting. It's unclear. She was already hitting on him, though. I mean, imagine how like unsettling that is. You just get into your <laughs> sixth prison cell and 
an inmate immediately starts hitting on you. That's really <laughs> funny. It's, only it's Maz Kanata, but still. Don't I love that. With anyone though. when their back is turned, that should be a rule. Like, yeah, yeah. that's a good. No rule. one should have to turn but, around to greet a flirt. That should never have to happen. Yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. upsetting. Um, but well, I will say, like, well, I just, I, I love that. Uh, um, sorry, I was just I was going through Wikipedia. I just have to stop for a second. This is why I got so distracted for a second. So I was going through Wikipedia because I just wanted to get like characters' names. And I was just I was skipping through and Han Solo number four is the one where Chewie is chasing Black or Santhan. And they have the publisher summary that they put out in front of it. And the publisher's summary is all written in Shearwook. <laughs> and then it says like it says translation it has translations, but it's all Shearwook. So that's why I got distracted for a second because I just yeah. saw for a second like <laughs> like, wait, what's <laughs> happening? Um, but I love Ben. I love you reading that Maz Kanata. This is their first meeting because I read it and, I, and my original thought was like, oh, she knows him. I'm looking at now. I'm like, no, this is 100 percent their first meeting. And this is exactly how Maz Kanata is reacting to seeing you for the first time. How'd your handsome <laughs> self end up in here? <laughs> yeah. Good question, Maz. <laughs> yeah. We also have like a walk by with uh, Dr. Everzan and Panda Baba. Oh, yeah. They're going to be there, too. Yeah. yeah. Crazy cameos in this. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because if they interact with each other, which they might not. Right. Like we just see them passing very quickly. That's that's so weird that looking at like episode four, they end up in a bar together. Yeah. Well, they might leave together, right? And like they hitch a ride with them to tattooing. Oh, that would be fascinating if that's like if that's the kind of the tie into episode four is they all ended up on the Millennium Falcon going to Tatooine. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool because uh, Amazon's so creepy. I would just love to hear like random one liners and like Han and Chewie looking at each other like we got to get these guys off. Yeah, here. especially yeah. knowing now an extended universe that he's obsessed with the decraniated and that's his like whole deal. Yeah. It's yeah. very disturbing. It's like, I like humans without brains. Yeah. yeah. He makes like Dr. Frankenstein look like level and thoughtful. And yeah. like, <laughs> it's just creepy. Um, going right back to the beginning of the whole series. I love that the first panel we get in this entire series is Han frozen. Yeah. I yeah. hate the cold. I hate the cold. Great way to start it. Yeah. Hate the cold kind of voiceover. Yeah. Of him in carbonite. That's and then he's leaning back in his chair. I thought that was just gorgeous, like just a yeah. sort of graphic match cut there. And I yeah, it's really cool. And I don't want to like again spoil too much of what we're gonna talk about next week um with the Princess of the Scoundrel, but he has a inner thought about being frozen in carbonite that is something I never really considered, which we'll talk more about next week, which just like the time loss to him. Like yeah. his life just Everything moved on for a year and suddenly like, wait, what's going on now? Like, I just never it's never really addressed in the movie. He's just Han Solo again. and He's back in the action. But the second he has time to sit down, he's just like all these people lived a whole year without me yeah. and have all these new relationships. That's tough for yeah. him, too, because he's such a transient sort of person. Where he's just mm-hmm. yeah, he's going around the galaxy. And it's like stealing time from him is like a 100 adventures gone. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fascinating, man. Uh, this comic and Ben's background makes me want to sit down and watch Solo right after we're done recording. I know. I don't know if you can see all of it. Like, there's so it's from the movie Solo, 
but um you know alden ironreich looks good but like chewbacca looks so swagged yeah. out in this photo yeah, he, yeah, the yeah. Chewbacca in yeah. Solo. he's got like his eyebrows flared mm -hmm. and dyed or something and the like the blowback like chewbacca's looking good yeah. in this era looking young i yeah it's they young. did such a good job with that uh, i will say the artwork is in the comics it's kind of made me think about it. it's like the um the artwork by was it uh it's messina did such a good job of blending onreich and and oh and um, yeah and, and Harrison Ford. Harrison like Ford. it feels like I know I couldn't remember the what's like, that guy's name again? What's the guy? You know, he just only played him in four. No, I'm sorry, five movies. Uh, but like, yeah, I think they did a really good job. And it kind of reminds me of how much, like, although Alnarik doesn't look exactly like Harrison Ford, he's the mannerisms enough that once you blend those two faces, you do see the transition point between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's right in there, man. It definitely Maybe this is what we're going to get. But uh, it's, it's interesting, though, that they really jumped forward with Han Solo in this. So I just feel yeah. like there's still a window for um, another solo movie if, you know, yeah. uh, Larry and John want to put one together. There is. I will say, reading from the opening crawl of the first issue, for the past several years, Han Solo and Chewbacca, the Wookiee, have been uh, scamming, smuggling, and thieving for the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Jabba. Yeah. I don't know what I said. Jabba. Jabba. Jabba the Hutt. Uh, yeah, New England, he's Jabba. Jabba. Uh, Jabba the Hutt. So that does, like, several years. Worth, what, what what would be worth a, a feature-length film, though? Like, what would be the the mission or the, the job, the heist, or what have you? Oh, gosh, man. Uh, like, what would be that? What would be the MacGuffin? What would, what would Han I, have to do or get or... Like that's a tough movie to make, honestly, because I don't know what's important. I don't, but I think you're overthinking it. I don't think it's as tough as this because if you think about like Solo, the MacGuffin isn't much of anything. The MacGuffin, I guess, is the what's well, Kira, quote, really? girl, right? Yeah, yeah it's Kira. Yeah. The coaxium as well, and it's like yeah, yeah. So fuel, fuel for a ship, right? Like yeah. I, yeah, I guess. But like this, the MacGuffin for this is ashes that he's going to get paid a million credits for. Right. That's a pretty big MacGuffin or like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I guess it's because he's playing he's playing the character that an actor played who also played uh, Indiana Jones. Follow me on this. So part of me is just like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I almost want these movies to be almost like Indiana Jones. Like you have him on a mission at the beginning on something that goes south and then you get the other thing, right? And, the, and it's more about following following the character. Like if you watch every Indiana Jones movie, they're giant things that he's searching out. But really, he's just learning more about himself. It's really the friends he makes along the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. I mean, I think, you know, they were on their way to Jabba's Palace for the first time at the end of the yeah. solo movie. And I mean, I would love him meeting Jabba the Hutt for the first time, still feeling like a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Um, around all those bounty hunters and real dealers as he's just still faking it. Yeah, and, you know, it's it, probably yeah. some, yeah, some simple thing that turns into some huge thing and they make it out just scraping by alive for essentially nothing, you know, like would be. Yeah. I mean, isn't the second movie his first run in with Boba Fett? Like, sure. doesn't that, I, you know, I, I, I think that's, I mean, remember way back when, when this, when we all went to go see this movie in the theater, all of us together, they announced that uh, what's his name was working on a Boba Fett movie. Um, well, I can't think of his name. The guy who did Logan. 
uh, Mangold. Mangold. Yeah. We. Mm-hmm. I literally. I remember sitting out, standing outside, <laughs> of yeah. of the theater, the AMC. Yeah. I can't think of the name, but I can think of exactly where it is. Revere. Yeah. Revere. The AMC and Revere. Talking about the fact showcase that cinema. Just, sorry. Show. No. 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 It was no. It was AMC. Okay. Because it was at it was at the uh, anyway. We'll, we'll oh, wait, talk was, off air. Were we talking outside of Chatters, the the Ch- bar Chatters? No, which one's Chatters? <laughs> That's the bar in the bar that was in that theater. Oh um, no, it wasn't shout McCuffins. Shout out to Square One Mall Goth. If you don't follow that Instagram account, you'll there's no, a lot of hilarious. jokes about Chatters in there. Oh, I'm aware of the McGuffin Bar and all the AMC's, which are real bad. Uh, but anyway. Would I, I literally could picture the entrance we were walking into and everything that we had all separately found out that they had announced lightly that he was going to do the ha- the the Boba Fett movie. Yeah. And then this movie did not perform to what they were hoping it to. And then that just disappeared. Yeah. But I'm wondering if that was going to be the second movie in that series it was going to be like mostly Boba Fett with Han Solo. I think they I read that they borrowed from Mangold's script a little bit for the uh, or Fabra did for the series. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so maybe he was just going to tell a whole other story that was going to be after the. Yeah. The Rancor. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gotta that's got to be the first story. Right. You tell is the you know how he survived the, the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I know, Grant, I can see in your eyes, you're just like, I'd rather have the Akira movie or a Lando movie uh, in the same, like, solo verse. Um, no, I almost think I, a Lando, Lando movie would be fantastic. I agree. Yeah, come I, on. Yeah. Like, that's where we have to go now, I guess, if, if they're not, you know, data, just... the metrics on solo are just that haunting that they're not going to approach the project again. Like, it seems ridiculous. Lando, I least. know. I feel like Lando's a fantastic character to lead a movie. Yeah. Every day on star Wars, like subreddit, someone's like, Solo's a really good movie. Why do people not like this? Yeah, it's just like, that's the only reason they don't this like is, it. risk and risk averse. You know? Yeah. This but it was is my goal fault. in life. My goal in life is to convince as many star Wars fans as I can. That solo is secretly one of the best star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. I come this. I don't come by this lightly. It took me many viewings, but I just, I don't know. I think it's a wonderful film, and I think people undersell it for a lot of reasons. It's a romp. I love it's a it. romp. Yeah. It's like, it's like the best James Bond film you've ever seen. I don't know. They, or I've ever seen. Yeah, the Crimson <laughs> Yacht? Yeah. The Crimson Dawn Yacht? Like, oh, forget about it. I, 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 like, I, oh, I, and Paul Bettany's villain, like, like that character, like his take on that, I just oh, love. I like you. You're and, hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's terrifying and awesome. I mean, the first thing we see of him is is killing a person with a knife, and then trying to then come back to being like yeah, completely. the host of the party and being just like <laughs> chipper oh. and everything. Don't worry about this. Everything's yeah. fine. I know I just yeah. killed the guy with a knife. On my boy. It. Yeah. On me boy. Yeah. It kind of does like the whole like Java. It's very Java, but it's, it's Java. Like, it's Java, but like swanky. More yeah. humanoid. Yeah, like classy. Classy oh. Java, and I have he to say, still like, has he still yeah. it has this sort of alien quality where he has these tattoos that glow, and it's, it's yeah. yeah. You don't see many near humans in yeah. no. Star Wars that it would like speaking parts. You know that uh, they did a really great job with that. I think that was a late ad. They're like, all right, we can do this thing to make him like more yeah um, near human and still help push the story forward. I mean, Amelia Clark in there too. Like she, I watched her all through 
uh, you know, Game of Thrones. She's great. But like I like my heart sort of like skips a beat when I see her on that yacht. You're like, oh, man, she's what just a, it's so charming. What an impossible role to come into because you're great. basically playing the love interest for a character that loves nothing except for himself. <laughs> but also whose later love story mm. is cinematic history, right? Right. That's, so, why, that's why there's like a little bit of mystique and there's distance yeah. in the characters because yeah. it's like in danger because yeah. she's not Leia. It's a whole different no. dynamic. But you buy uh-huh. it. Like I was still so in on it and so heartbreaking, heartbroken for Han. Where you think about it, when you watch that film, you should be like, good, she's gone. Now there's room for Leia, right? Like that should be your reaction. <laughs> if you think about it, but you watch that and I'm like, oh man, poor Han, so poor tragic. Kira. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seriously. Everyone who doesn't like Solo who's listening to this, stop right now and go watch Solo again. Yeah, that's the thing that like would make me sad is if there's people that are out there that are like, I'm not going to watch that movie because it got kind of bad reviews. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure there are people out there and that's, you know, that's totally fine. But um, it's like, oh, man, like what a treat you've got sitting out there. Actually, yeah. where is a casual Jason? Um, I think he said he had he bought it or he was going to watch it and then like. Yeah, he's been suspiciously quiet, which means he probably did not enjoy it. Get him on the pod. Once he sees it, he's coming on the pod. Yeah, all right. I I would love to do that, yeah. Yeah. I would Uh, love to have him back on to get his opinions, regardless of what they are. Because that's the thing, is more I'm like, you know, if you give it a fair and honest shake and it's not your movie, fine. Like, I'm not going to get a fight. Like, everyone has their own feelings, opinions about it. But, like, I feel like so many people, it's strange to me how many people still go, I I never saw it. Like, I, I didn't watch it. And I'm like, Okay, like I get it, but I'm like, you could, like, like you still could watch it. It's not, it's not, yeah, like I feel like there's like this weird poison pill feeling around it where I'm just yeah. like, it, it's actually really good. Like, it's, it's, it's really not good. like it may not be the best movie ever, but I can't imagine watching that movie going, that movie, you're not gonna be like, that movie was boring and I hated every moment of it. Like, it, it's a romp, as you said, Grant. Like, it just, yeah, it's, I mean, it's right? It's anyway, it's always in my top five, like. You know, or top half of like Star Wars movies. It's great. I think yeah. it's just there's a lot of people that are, I don't know, watching two Star Wars movies in six months might dilute the brand and they might have diluted the brand for a minute yeah. there by doing that. Um, but that was before. Now I am starved for a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And we're um, also in a yeah. very weird place nationally. I don't want to yeah. discount that. And a weird yeah. place in the fandom, which continues to exist, but it was a weird microcosm yeah. of a moment and it's just unfortunate and i feel like if that movie came out and i also feel like yeah. we were in this transitional period it was a national rough patch it was that lasted four years uh and we were between... it's still gonna go i know i was, I know. I was trying to be positive <laughs> yeah, and the second like... i said it, i'm like oh, really has, has the meter moved anywhere yeah. Really? no um but what the other thing i was gonna say is uh i also feel like it's a weird transitional point where if this if every if this movie was on the schedule for two years after, this would have just been a Disney Plus series. I don't think it's ever one of a movie. They just would have right. transitioned to Disney Plus, and we'd have our, we'd have our third season. I, I almost this. think that was the, that that was almost the ideal formula for Han Solo as a character because he's, yeah. he's such a serialized sort of caper yeah. story you're doing heists, MacGuffins, you know, yeah. um, I don't know other criminal plots, and it's. It's it's just Han Solo and his antics every you know, that's what's fun about it, right? His yeah. character 
and just going along the the journey with him. So it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like a, yeah, Disney Plus series uh, where he's getting you know jobs from Job of the Hut and we're going around the galaxy like that would be yeah spectacular. The thing is not to not to plug another series or another podcast that doesn't need a plug on our show, but uh, Star Wars Minute just finished their coverage of Solo minute by minute, and one thing they did during their season was start to note where the act breaks were and what minutes they kind of were Mm. and talked about if this could be a TV series. Uh. And it almost perfectly broke into like 30 to 40 minute chunks where you just be like end of episode, next episode. Like it almost was written in a way that felt episodic. If you watch that movie. Well, that's the next step, I guess would be to, you know, spend a feature film budget on a series. And I think that was one of the things is they did so many reshoots. It was way over budget, but yeah, uh, on that movie. But, uh, you know, generally the other ones are cheaper, but we'll see with Andor because this looks like it's going to be about as close to feature film quality on streaming as we, we've you got. You guys to. know the car chase was added like Lawrence Kasdan and, and John Kasdan wrote the entire script. There's no there's no sort of like car chase. It's more Dickensian with just Han running through the streets. Yeah. Yeah. But chase. And uh, it was it was. Did uh, Ron put that in? Gordon Miller and Ron, who basically were kind of like adamant about showing off. Yeah. Han's ability behind a yoke. And that's that's all. I'm interested in that, too. And and like and then what's interesting is then. you know, Kasdan, the Kasdans, you know, were vying to get that Imperial cadet, you know, portion of the film. Yeah. Yeah. In the final cut. But that didn't make it really. And I'm like, I was confused because I almost feel like those together are a different story. It's like almost like a different story. Like the the, the, the car scene and then him in, in, a tie, in a TIE fighter is almost like yeah. showing his ability as a pilot. And I'm like. That is, in a series, you'd be able to work that out alongside yep. this this yeah. story that yeah. you this this more operatic love you know uh, story that you're doing romantic story with a proto rebellion kind of thing that's happening as well. No, I mean, like you could you could basically do everything in a series, and they yeah. just I mean, you could almost do an entire season of just Han Solo Imperial Cadet, yeah, which we got yes. in comic yeah, form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, you could. Yeah, that's a season. That's season two. Yeah. That would be a laugh riot. I know. Yeah. It would be great. It would be really good. I I I also have this new I, I've been we've been slowly working our way through um light and magic. And oh, last so night good. so good. Um my wife is her semester started or her teacher started, so she has to like work at night, but it's not like a hundred percent work. So it's just like that's the perfect thing to have on while you're doing yes. work. As I'm watching it and I'm going like Carly, pause, stop, watch this part. <laughs> like this is amazing. Um, but we were watching it and they talk about um, Willow for a second and Ron Howard directing that and talking about the special effects and how much faith he put in the special effects people and just going like, they'd explain it to me. I didn't understand any of it, but I just trusted them, <laughs> which is yeah. like, I love you, Ron Howard. Like, that's kind of the perfect way. It's just like, that's the perfect mentality for directing a Star Wars film is just be like, I'll just handle the storytelling. You all handle the special effects and I trust you all implicitly. Right. Have some fun with it. Make it beautiful. Make it yeah. strange. And, you know, and at this point, you know, light and magic know this aesthetic better than anyone. And, you know, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, I definitely think, yeah, that car chase scene just made it, it was so American graffiti to me. Um, yeah. In like a great way. And it, just a nice homage to, to Lucas and really, I don't know, which I, I think 
is really essential to like American Graffiti is kind of essential to Star Wars. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And, and you have a star of it directing a film from a person who created this universe. Like it's yeah. this weird moment of synchronicity, right? Of just yeah. Ron Howard directing a very American Graffiti scene in the universe of George Lucas. Like it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to call it there. Uh, what a fantastic episode. This is really great. Um, it's it's tough to lay off these comics as they're coming out month after month and then to like do them, but I, it's great. Now we're up to date. This is, you know, we've got you caught up to where this series is now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, can't wait for the next five episodes of this series. It'll be great. And uh, hopefully we'll get Casual Jason on to uh, talk some Han Solo with us, which will be fun. Yeah um right on everyone uh have a fantastic week we'll talk to you again next week where we're going to cover princess and the scoundrel uh the novel um and until then may the force be with you this is grex kondak signing off for the latest breaking news follow at core world news on twitter and instagram thank you and good night remember the force will be with you always (laughs) 